Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 6 of License to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiko Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Looking forward to the day where you finally stick the landing on uh, Gekiso. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to hey, be listen, super fun. I think that's going to be a big day for all of us. <laughs> I think that's probably going to be the same episode where I stop having to leave a tab open on my computer to use as a cheat sheet to remember the names of all of the car rangers. I'm pretty, I think I've pretty much got it down. Um, Yeah, while I was writing my notes out this week, like four out of the five, I was pretty solid on. You were pretty solid on. Yeah, so, um, no, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm having a lovely day. Right on. Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of watching Car Ranger... We're going to do that. Uh, we're going to watch episode six of Gekiso, Ken- Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Boy, five years to do it, or four plus years to do it. I say, this. I don't feel like this one is weirder than any of the other ones that we've done. Man, you would think that. Like, I'm not but, trying uh, to put you out. Like, I'm not trying to put you on blast, as the kids say. Uh, <laughs> are the kids still saying like, that? You know, I don't know. I don't know. You're a high school teacher, Dave. I I need you to give me the inside scoop on what the kids are saying and whether or not they're still being put on blast. So I did manage to make a child almost die yesterday. This was was very, very good. I felt great about it. Dave, that's not what you're supposed to do in a professional capacity. I I mean, I haven't been a teacher in some years now, but making a child die, I feel like, is not in the job description. No, no, no. Like, uh, I think like, their eyes threatened to roll back in their head so far that they almost oh, died. Oh, okay, okay. So they were talking about, man, I don't know, some YouTube channel that they that they like, but they have nonsensical names, so like, I wasn't really paying attention. And they said, like, oh, Mr. Jerns, are you, do you like this channel or this channel? And I said, not knowing what either of them were, I looked a child dead in the eyes and said, is this one of those memes I keep hearing about? <laughs> uh, and then, so that was a that was a very good moment. Did you then tell him that the only YouTube channel you watch is like videos of someone playing a what is it a, a melodica? A melodica? Oh no, a hurdy gurdy. A hurdy gurdy. Yeah, I am really into this channel. No, I also I also watch carpentry videos, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I watch. There's a guy, the primitive primitive technology guy where he's like the australian who just like goes out in the woods and and like grows yams i like that guy a lot nice 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 uh yeah they were like do you like pewdiepie and i was like no i don't like pewdiepie because he's a raging anti-semite so (laughs) i don't watch that dude's videos yeah, I feel like that is. I mean, that's that's top a list of, of reasons to not watch. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. On that's YouTube. not the only reason. Let me be clear. That's not the only reason I don't watch PewDiePie. But it is the t- yeah. That's the very best reason I don't watch PewDiePie. I mean, that is the reason that if there were not other reasons, that would that would be enough. That one would be enough. <laughs> you uh, okay? You <laughs> would think that one would be enough. Anyway, I, I do not want to go not. into this. I do not want to get into this, Dave. <laughs> Well, speaking of things we do want to get into, Matt. 
Uh, episode six of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. It was, as all the other episodes so far have been, written by Yoshio uh, Urasawa. Its original air date was April 5th, 1996. We're going to talk about it, but first, of course, as always, Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? Matt, we try, we do our best, I, I think we succeed, to not be, like, political uh, on this show That's very true. much. I think if you're paying attention, you might be able to glean some of our opinions. But um, I literally, yeah, I mean, literally laughed out loud. I, I, I do not necessarily want to, like, keep my political opinions secretive or anything. Yeah, It's no, just it's always just, a bummer and not fun to talk about. Right. But this, this is amazing. If you... Okay, so Michael Cohen, uh, sure. President Trump's former lawyer, and now, uh, man, that boy, yeah, that boy is just in a very large pot of, of hot water. It has recently been outed that he paid a, a technology firm, the name of which I do not remember, to do a little, like, secretive, uh, Secretive, like, profile boosting for for himself. Now, first of all, he paid them uh, 12 to 13... This is the only piece of information I've been able to find. 12 to $13,000 in cash, in which cash. he handed them. Yeah, which... Just a big sack of bills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's funnier. Like, the, like the 80s movie Briefcase Full of Money... Or the burlap sack with a dollar sign on it. Oh, no, 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 Matt, it's even better. I gave it to them. I think I read this, that he just gave it to them in, a, like, a blue Ikea bag. <laughs> what are plastic, plastic bags you get? You get from Ikea. So he just gave this guy a big old bag of money and said, like, I can only imagine the conversation they had. Because here's what they, here's what they did. Is the the guy made a Twitter account called Women for Cohen? Okay, as though as though this dude had like enough presence in the world that there is like a a cadre of so first of all the idea of women for Cohen is that there is a cadre of women who are super have the super hots for Michael Cohen who okay. think he is just the best. This is the fiction, I think, and that they have gotten together to create and formed a community and formed a community to create a sing not a single Twitter account, women for Cohen, and uh, so and then so they can cry out with a single voice, with a single voice about how into Michael Cohen they are, and they uh, and they would. And they all this tweet Twitter 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 did is that it would like and comment on on other tweets that Michael Cohen made. Also, I would like you to know, if you didn't know, buddy, that Michael Cohen his his Twitter handle is just like Cohen two one two. It is not. <laughs> okay. It's like he just wanted Cohen, and Twitter was like. Uh, sorry, someone's already using Cohen. You can have like Cohen two one two. He's like, that sounds fine. Yeah, let me whatever. just do that. And so, and and the Twitter, the women for Cohen, they referred to him. This is like a recurring theme 
is that he is sexy, which like, all right, you know, like if you're trying to boost your profile, that's a good one. And that he is a pit bull. He's like a sexy pit bull. <laughs> and I like, I, I'm just, I'm imagining the conversation between, <laughs> between Cohen and this guy. <laughs> and Cohen's like, all right, boy, you know, like I want to, I, I want, I want Twitter likes. I want people to say I'm cool on Twitter. He's like, well, now, okay, Mike, I can do that, but like, like give me what some you, keywords here, buddy. Yeah, give me, you know, kind of what are you, what are you looking for? Do you, do you have like a vibe you're going for? He's like, well, se- well, sexy. I want him to say I'm sexy. Obviously, yeah, obviously, obviously, obvious. I want them to say I'm sexy. The concept of paying someone to go online, and this is another dude. This is a dude that Michael Cohen, <laughs> knowingly, Michael Cohen has paid to pretend to be a woman online. No, to pretend to be thousands of women. To pretend to be thousands of women. He didn't go and get an actual attractive woman and say, hey, like, you know, post pictures of yourself, like, with a picture of me and being like, oh, I love Michael. Like, no, he has a, a fake person pretending I feel like he I feel like maybe he thought of that and realized that that was a non-starter like he was not going to find somebody to fill that particular role well he had like 13 grand sitting around in an Ikea bag I'm fairly certain you could find an attractive lady and say like hey I will give you thirteen thousand dollars to to do this and I'm, I'm sure you could find somebody so anyways um that's yeah, that's man, dude, the this, end of that story. This, this is, is been, a thing that a real human being did. This has been a heck of a week for like <laughs> things happening in politics that we can actually talk about because they're not political. They just involve political figures. You have heard, of course, the story of the bad president's trash feast, right? Oh, Matt, everybody, the entire known world is aware of this thing. Okay, and so here's the thing. Like, I I, I don't, again, like, I'm not even interested in talking about this in a political way. I'm I'm only interested in talking about this in the logistics of delivering that much fast food to the White House sort of way. (laughs) Right? Because there were, <laughs> let's call I, I I looked at the pictures, let's call it between three to four hundred hamburgers, right? From there and salads. And yes, there was a, there was the healthy option. There were salads. There were some nugs. Uh there there were some chicken nuggets with some dipping sauces. The dipping sauces were in like the fine silver gravy boats, but like but not, not but not, not taken out, out of, of the, the packages. packages. The like, pack- just the packages the were just packages. stacked up in the gravy boats. <laughs> um. Anyway, here here was my thought. Like, imagine that you work at McDonald's, right? And you get a phone call that says, "Hey, it's better if a Secret Service member walks in." Because okay, that's the thing. A Secret Service member would have to be there because, like. This is McDonald's food. It was made in a McDonald's by right. McDonald's employees, but it was being made for consumption by the president. You, like, in the White House, you would expect that there has to be some sort of oversight. Now, with the current government shutdown, 
I am sure that that Secret Service member is not being paid. So they sent a disgruntled Secret Service member with a gun who has not been paid in three weeks <laughs> to a McDonald's watch to watch teenagers make 300 hamburgers. <laughs> and by the time you can get through making 300 hamburgers and put them in a crate and get them to the White House and set them up on all the silver platters... By the time all of that happens, at least the first ones that got made are like the oldest, coldest hamburgers you have ever considered, right? And a McDonald's hamburger has a shelf life of what, what, 10 minutes? Dude, that's that's extraordinarily generous. I mean, even if you get them under the heat lamps, and I know that the Domino's pizza they ordered was under heat lamps. But, like, those little cardboard boxes do not, they do not maintain heat, but they do maintain all moisture. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I had, I had two thoughts about this. First of all, first of all, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna, he didn't, they didn't even order from the good fast food. Okay, now what, what would you, they got Wendy's Burger King and uh, McDonald's. What would you have gotten? Man, uh... I might be semi-alone in this opinion, but like, first of all, Taco Bell way better. Taco Bell is good, if, but if yeah, you're the, only getting the high if, end of the Taco Bell menu the is good. Taco is is okay, but if you're only getting hamburgers, I don't rallies. Rallies is a lot better. Rallies is rallies, better. Arby's or Checkers, depending on what part of the country or checkers, you're in. Depending on what part of the country you're in, that's right. Man, anyway, and and the pizza, like. Like I'm not crazy, right? Domino's is basically like the the bottom of the barrel. Um, okay, I will say for Domino's that Domino's is better now than it was when we were in college. There, okay. they did right. a thing uh, like maybe five six years ago, and I'm sure it's been a while since you've ordered a Domino's it's, pizza. It's been probably since college, Matt. No lie. Uh, uh, Domino's is like the pizza place that is most convenient to get delivered to my house. So okay. I will still order Domino's on occasion. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, actually. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, um, yeah, they took forever. You got free pizza. Yeah. I mean, that is not a great experience with Domino's. Um, although it is a great example of how if Domino's is even a little old, it's way too cold. Um, <laughs> but it's it's not terrible. You could have They could have done worse. They could have ordered from Pizza Pan, home of the free pizza. Actually, is, yeah. pizza, is pizza Pan a Cleveland chain? I think it might be, yeah. Uh, so dear listeners, is... if you are unfamiliar with Pizza Pan... Here's how Pizza Pan works. Pizza Pan is the home of the free pizza. Yeah. If you buy a pizza, you get a pizza free. If you, <laughs> you buy a pizza get... and you go pick it up yourself, you get two pizzas free. <laughs> that is, yeah, I ate a lot of Pizza Pan in like the college, post-college days. Uh, here is the second thing. Here's the second thing that I, that I didn't think about. Is that, a lo- okay, listen, a lot of people, rightly so, are kind of dunking on the president for this thing. But yes. in his I don't know that I've ever done this before, but in his defense. Okay, I'm very interested to see where this is gonna go. This is a president who loves Mickey D's. That's like, true. He like he actively seeks like on the campaign trail, it is like a known thing. He's like, oh, is there a McDonald's? Let's go there. Like, this dude loves fast food burger. Like, oh, yeah. he's like, to, a billionaire. To the, to the extent that his regular order is, like, a matter of public record. Yeah. 
Like this and by the way, his regular order is grotesque. It's like two Big <laughs> Macs, two filet fishes, and a large chocolate shake. Yeah, it's it's no gross. no human should eat that on any regular basis or ever. Or <laughs> right. So um. Anyways, this is dude is a billionaire. This is also a matter of how he got that money. Let's not talk about. But he is in fact a billionaire. And he could eat wherever he wanted, and he willingly chooses. He's like, oh, yeah, McDonald's. So the only thing I will say in his defense is that if you had invited, if you were throwing a dinner and you invited President Trump to it, and it was just a big old stack of Big Macs, he would be tickled to bits. He would be down. So I... in the only I will say in his defense, the idea of like, dude, who doesn't love a giant stack of Big Macs? Yeah, like, like this is all I've ever dreamed of like, since I was I've a child. Wanted. This is amazing. So you know, uh, it's still a, a national embarrassment. Sure, but, um, but I, I will hey, say. But what that. is it these days? Anyway, Dave, <laughs> what's our next star of the week? But do we have time? We've been talking about this trash meat for a very long time. <laughs> okay, let's um, let's skate because we, we've got to have five stars. That's the segment. Let's okay. fly through these. Uh, very briefly. <laughs> We interrupt your regular broadcast of the Super Sentai Brothers to bring you a breaking news update. Baby Watch. My, <laughs> my sweet boy, uh, Buddy Bear, managed. To, I, I left my Fallout 76 disc in the Xbox, and he has figured out how to push the button to get it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. And so I, I went to put it in. I was on the mantle, and I went to put it in, and it didn't read. It's like, oh, it must be, be dirty. And I flip it over, and it is, A, covered in handprints, which means some, he had it and somebody got it from him. And, B, there are two – I checked later. They're on the top and bottom, there are just two big old chomp marks. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, he bit de- – like, it's unreadable. Like, the game is now unplayable. Um because I looked at it, I was like, did he just... Buy? And I walked over, and I sort of, like, opened his mouth. And, did some forensics? I, yeah, I did a little forensics, and yeah, they, they sure enough are. Now, the only upside to this is that um, a bunch of people hate this game, so I was able to get a replacement for, like, $20, which oh, was very nice. nice for me. Yeah, so um, I was a little bit bummed out, but I, I, I you know, I'm trying to take the long view that uh, if they if they stay with us, that... That is probably dramatically on the cheaper end of of things that he will destroy oh, over sure. the course of his life. So, um, so you know, I, I get another copy in the mail. Yeah, but he did definitely chomp that disc real hard. What Matt is our third star of the week, dude? Third star of the week is another video game thing. Uh, do you remember last year when I was playing Far Cry Five? Uh, yeah. I don't know how much I talked about the sort of aftermath of having played it on the show. Because I was, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't really. You talked yeah. about it and that it was fun and that you really like Far Cry. Yeah. So those are things are true. It was fun while I was playing it, and I do really like Far Cry. But without going too far into the details of it, like the ending of Far Cry Five was super. Like, not only was it super disappointing, it was like weirdly off-putting to the point where it made me not want to, like, go back and play more of the game. Like, I never oh, ended dang. up getting any, like, the DLC for that game. Just because, oh, really? like, it like it sort of put me off a bit. 
Um, and like, I don't know, we, we could talk about why, but we spent a lot of time talking about Big Macs. Um, so here, here is the, the long and short of it though. Far out, fall, not fallout, Far Cry 5 ends with a bunch of nuclear bombs going off. Okay. There is a new Far Cry game that comes out in February. That's sort of a like, it's like Far Cry 5.5. Like it's not a full new game, but it is a full new story. Like based on the, like, bones of Far Cry 5. Oh, okay. Got it, It got is it. called cool. Far Cry 5 New Dawn, and it is set in the exact same place 17 years later after the bombs have fallen and society has, like, been, like, rebuilding. So it is oh, post-apocalyptic well... Far Cry. And I'm like, man, you guys put me off so much with the ending of 5, and now you are making a game that is, like, 100% my jam, and I think I actually have to play it. Yeah, that How dare sounds you. very, How very dare good. You. Anyway, that's, uh, that, that is that star of the week. So what, Matt, is our fourth? Let me know how it is. Maybe I'll, I'll come check oh, well. it out. Uh, what is our fourth star of the week? Uh, fourth star of the week. I'm glad we were flying through these because I don't have a ton to say about this, but I watched, uh, I've been watching a couple of Thin Man movies this week. I know that the Thin Man exists, and that's about it. Okay, dude. The Thin Man, uh, the first movie came out in, like, 1934, right? These are old movies. Um, okay. But they are... Have you? Did you ever listen to the Thrilling Adventure Hour? Uh, no, I never did, actually. Okay, well, listeners, if you've ever listened to the Thrilling Adventure Hour, the characters of Frank and Sadie Doyle, the, like, Beyond Belief couple, are very, very closely based on the uh, Nick and Nora Charles from The Thin Man. Oh, okay. They are detective stories, but they are, like... The it is a retired detective who like retired young, or, you know, like in his like late thirties, early forties, because he married rich. Uh, it is him and his wife, and they're like boozy, charming, like very lovely, um, like detective adventures. Love it, and it's just like it is funny and charming, and like like the like Nick and Nora Charles are hashtag relationship goals in a very big way and it's just it's it, they're great movies um I think the first one is just like on YouTube because it's from 1934 and you can get away with that uh but anyway uh folks should check them out they're very good Dave what is our fifth star of the week so our fifth star of the week Matt is the eternally hilarious hyperbolic fear-mongering of the weather channel Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so we're getting, we're supposed to get some pretty nasty snow in, um, in the Cleveland and, and, and many other areas, but we live in Cleveland this week. And the Weather Channel has just been getting nutty with their headlines. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember because I, I took a screenshot of a couple of them from the other day because it was so like, I wanted to know. I went to theweatherchannel.com because I wanted to know how much precipitation I could expect in my general area. What I found is articles with titles like, Why the Northeast Needs to Pay Attention Right Now. (laughs) Uh, They are calling it Winter Storm Harper. When I say they are calling it and not it is called, that's because the Weather Channel just makes this stuff up. Like... Hurricanes get, like, official names from, like, the National Weather Service or something. Like, when it's cold and snowy, the Weather Channel's just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is Snowmageddon 2. Snowmageddon 2019. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. 
There's one article on here. Where did, was it? Something about like Hollywood homes being evacuated and a hiker being hit by a boulder. I'm like, listen, I wanted to know how many inches of precipitation are going to be happening in Cleveland. Those things sound bad, but I do not know why you were telling them to. Yeah, me. this is a man. I'm very far away from that. Anyway, um, man, just sometimes go check out the Weather Channel's website. Uh, it is not necessarily useful information, but it is a hoot and a half to see what kind of like weird fear mongering they try to use to like get people to click on their weather website. Uh, and with that, Dave, uh, we're going to close up the five stars. We are going to take a break. We're going to go watch episode six of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger, and we will be right back. All right, welcome back. Um, so, man, what, 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 what to say, Dave? What to say? Um, this is an episode about what not to do, sort of. Yeah, but it's it's an episode of what not to do for everyone involved. Um. Okay, so as we get started, Kiyosuke, yeah. our Red Ranger slash Red Racer, um, slash the test driver of the Pegasus Garage. Yep, is, it's, it, it's cherry blossoms, it's a beautiful day. He's down by the docks, there are some seagulls. Right. He's, he's wearing out. an all-black jumpsuit, which still, is really annoying because yeah, he is so not a Black Ranger. Now, at least there isn't an actual Black Ranger. That's true. That's, that's like the only saving grace of this, is that... You know, at least he's not wearing somebody else's color. Yeah, so he's out. He's out for a jog, a job, a job. He's out for jog, jog, job. Well, I mean, it's okay, being doing. car ranger is one of his jobs. He needs to stay in shape, so he is on a jog, but it's for his job. Yeah. So uh, it's peaceful Tokyo. Everything's great, and he sees uh, Yuko and Natsumi, and they're sitting on a bench together and they're eating ice cream, and he's like, oh. How nice. The girls are just hanging out. They're being, they're, I think what he actually says is they're being girls. He says, they're, they're oh, bus- they are girls after all. They're enjoying yeah, a peaceful spring right. and eating ice cream. And man, buddy, uh, I don't know why you had to put it like that. That's a weird way to put it. Oh, it is. I don't know if we've actually brought this up before. It is worth noting that Natsumi is the most intimidating member of of the uh, car rangers, including to her fellow rangers like she is clear like she's the yellow ranger this makes sense but she is clearly like the kind of toughest and uh gets a gets a lot of deference and so i yeah i, 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 I don't i about. don't think that it's as much that way in car ranger as it was in o ranger uh yeah I'm, i don't know i think kind of yes and no but anyways that you know she's still the yellow ranger well it okay, turns here's, out here's what i think the difference is in o ranger the Yellow Ranger was, like, the toughest and strongest of a group of soldiers. Like, everyone else was also tough and strong, but she was the toughest and the strongest. In Car Ranger, like, everyone else is, like, a traveling salesman and a, like, accountant. Like, she is the toughest and the strongest, but she would, like... That does not necessarily mean that she is, like, super huge and intimidating. It's just that oh, everyone yeah, else yeah, yeah. is that's, kind of a... No, yeah, that's a good point to make. Yeah. Um, so it turns out they're not actually just sitting and chilling out. They are arguing about finances. Uh, the gist of the argument seems to be that Natsumi wants uh, an unlimited budget. 
Right, basically, because Natsumi is the head for fixing her cars, and Yoko is the accountant. And so Yoko is saying, "Hey, like when you fix these cars, that costs us money. Like you need to stay within budget." And Natsumi's like, "Yeah, well, you don't know what fixing cars is like. It's like it takes a lot of stuff." Like you like, can't you can't hold me down. I gotta do right, my like, job, but I gotta do it right. It's, it's very expensive. Um, so they just kind of keep arguing. They start arguing about boyfriends. Like this is why you don't have a man, sort of. Yeah, Natsumi <laughs> says, "Like, hey, Yoko, like this is why you can't get a boyfriend." And Yoko says to Natsumi, "Yeah, well, this is why your boyfriend dumped you." Yeah, yeah. Um. So Kyosuke, so they, they throw their ice cream down. They're giving each other sort of laser eyes. I think they might actually uh, illustrate, like, animate these laser eyes. Yeah, it's, it's and- very good. There are, there's a laser eye thing zapping between them two with a, like, fire going in the background. And then it cuts to a quick scene of their two, like, giant ranger vehicle cars, like, sort of crashing into each other angrily. Yeah, and then, so here's the first... Here's the first mistake that Kyosuke makes, is that Kyosuke decides he is going to help. Yeah. Yeah, so if you've never been in this situation before, uh, man, just don't. Don't. Don't get in the middle of this, unless you're like, legally obligated to. Right, if this is happening at work and you are their manager... Then yes, you should probably step in. Yeah. If these or are like just people a... that you know, like, butt out, dude. No one needs yeah. you on this. Or like if you are a high school teacher and there are two girls that are actively trying to tear each other's weave out, like, you you need to get involved in that as a hypothetical. I'm just, sure, you know, sure, sure. I don't know where that one came from. And... uh But this is not, this is not a situation where is... Kyosuke needs to, like, yeah. interpose himself. And the, and he does it in the worst possible way, which is like he just rolls over and is like, "Girls, girls, calm down." Uh, so what doesn't happen is that he doesn't die immediately, which I think is kind of amazing. Yeah, and um, it's good. This is only episode six, so it would be be very yeah, awkward it would be rough if, he, if he was dead already. So, um, they just sort of—I think they both just sort of stomp off, right? Uh, it it kind of cuts from this pretty quickly. Oh, that's right, that's right. So it and we go up to, to Barbarian. Barbarian, and uh, Gynamo is fawning over Zanet, which man, Gynamo, it's just not a good look as a boss. Yeah, you're trying to like maintain some sort of. I mean, I know they're all reckless drivers, but like you're trying to maintain some degree of command. Like this just looks bad for the troops, and so. Yeah, I mean, I think Zanet. he's counting on his, like, terrible laser eyes to keep them in check, but it's no, not... No, that is a yeah. good... Listen, it works for Darkseid, right? Sure. Um, so, <laughs> President says, Dynamo is... Is... He actually does have kind of a Darkseid-y vibe. Um, if you... If you no, he's got, like, a big gray face, and he's sort of large and blue. Um, so, she says, I... She's, like, trying on jewelry, and she says, I need a necklace. Like, that's... That is what I want. And he says, man, just what? Okay, what necklace do you want? And she says, I want a specific necklace, and I want a necklace that looks like this. And then she draws a suspension bridge. Yes. Which is not a necklace. No. It doesn't look like a necklace. It's not even vaguely, like, it's just very obviously a suspension bridge. But she says, this is the necklace that I want. So they summon this week's monster, and his name is QQQtan. 
And his thing is that he is very fast, and he is a a pharaoh cobra appraiser. That's his thing. Yeah, like a like he's got a jewelry like loop like yeah. stuck in one of his eyes. And then and he, he also has like a he's got a, a, a staff that is a giant magnifying glass. Yeah, this the magnifying glass staff is actually kind of rad. Yeah, he's got a it's it's a cool look. It's kind of hard to grok what they're going for, but it comes together into something that looks cool. Yeah, so he's very, very fast, and uh, President Ganimo says, like, listen, take a look at this drawing that Zanet has made, and he kind of, he he looks through his jeweler's loop, and it, like, takes a picture of it, and he's like, okay, got it, and Zanet gives him a kiss, and QQ's like, yeah, got a kiss from Zanet, everything is rad, and then Grotch gives him, like, a wrapped up package, and is like, here, you, you know, take this with you, you'll if you need it. Right. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yeah. So we go So from he goes there. down to Earth to look for it because he is the best at looking for things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is why they have summoned him, is he is their best finder of things. Yeah. So, so we, we, we cut down to Earth and uh, the Green Ranger, Minoru. Minoru, yeah. Uh, he is driving around. He does not wear green, but he does wear a blue shirt and a yellow tie. Which, like, if you... Uh, so on the balance. Yeah, on the balance, he is kind of wearing green. And his car is green, which I appreciate. Yeah. And so he is he's on his way, because his... he's the salesman, right? Uh-huh. So he's it got a meeting like he's coming listening up. to uh, Viva Las Vegas. I don't think he actually is, but it's got that sort of feel to it. He's in his car. He's singing along. He's going to a meeting. He is not excited about going to this meeting. Um, and he, as he parks, he looks he's like, oh... That is definitely a Bozok. Yeah, like, for sure. Which I mean, like, yeah, dude, it definitely is. Like, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good that he's, you know, keeping an eye out. Uh, right. So he sees it, and since he was already excited to not go to this meeting, he just drops that entirely and starts chasing after Kukyu uh, Kutan. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, so he calls it, he tries to get a hold of the other rangers, I think. Um, oh, no, no, no. He, well, he is about to do that. And, but the next thing he does is we see Kukukutan and he's like, he sees a druid shop and he's like, oh, I'm going to check over there. And by check over there, what he means is I am going to like bodily crash through the window, grab all the jewelry and just sort of scan it. But it's not there, like the necklace that he's... Because it's not it's a suspension bridge. Right. But the necklace isn't there, and he's like, oh, I better keep looking. And then Minoru sees him, and now he's in his his racer car. Is mm-hmm. that what they're called again? Racer cars? Uh, racer he, racer machines. Racer machines, thank you. So Minoru is in his racer machine, and he sees Kukikutan and like gives, gives chase. Uh, we go from there back to Kyosuke, yeah. attempting in vain to... To help the girls make up. Yeah, in my notes, it just says Kyosuke tries to be a peacemaker. I don't remember exactly what that entails, but it was not useful. Yeah, uh, but, but... But when they get called in, they're like, okay, like let's all just go and deal with this. We can yes. deal with whatever this conflict is later. So they get the call. Uh, we go from there. We see QQ... Wow. QQQ-Tan. Uh, he's running away from Green Racer... And he's, Green Racer is catching up, but then Zomoda arrives on his, like, flying pot, 
and deploys the Wumpers. And uh, whenever he does that, he just yells, Wumpa! Which I really like. It is fun. I I do like Zelmoda. Yeah, I like Zelmoda and the Wumpers. The combat Wumpers are actually kind of growing on me. And I, and I so, like that the Wumpers like, belong to Zelmoda, sort of. Like he is yeah, the deputy, not just sort of yeah, like, floating around. Yeah, like he is the deputy leader of the like Bozok, and like the thing that he is in charge of is the Wumpers. Yeah. So the other Rangers arrive. Zelmoda gets down. Uh, there's a Wumper fight, and they are, you know, like they're fighting. Yeah, it's the the fight is cool because like they continue to have all of their special fight moves be car themed. Yeah, so Minoru does, like, hard left turn, and he, like, spins both his arms around and, like, hits you. Um, uh, the the Wumpers try to shoot, like, octopus ink at uh, Yoko, and she uses her sword as a wiper blade oh, to, like, yeah, I forgot about catch that. the ink in the air and then shoot it back at him. Yeah, so that's all pretty uh, bad. Naoki, uh, Naoki, the Blue Ranger, like, stuns a lot of people by flashing them. It, like, you know, blinding them with the, uh, not not by flashing them, by blinding them with flashes of light. With flashing light, yeah. From his uh, helmet. So, uh, this is my favorite one, though. Is oh, the yeah. The somehow get motorcycles. Uh, don't worry about how. And they're driving along and they're trying to hit someone. And then Natsumi sort of, like, slide flies next to it and dismantles the bike mid-ride. <laughs> hey, she's an incredible mechanic, Dave. <laughs> she's an incredible mechanic. I love it. And so she, like, dismantles the bike mid-ride, and then the Wumpers just sort of, like, go flying because uh, their bike doesn't work anymore, which is incredible. It was extremely good. So uh, the Bozok are chasing... They get back in the car, and they are chasing uh, Kyosuke, who is in his racer machine, and then he, like, does, like, a hard drift, and the Bozok hit each other, and Zomoda gets whiplash because he wasn't wearing his seatbelt. And Kyosuke and, admonishes him. He's like, hey, yeah, right, right. you should always, uh, traffic safety is important. <laughs> so, so um, while all this is happening, the uh, Yuko and Natsumi, they sort of like bump into each other slash like they get in the way of each other uh, while they're fighting. And they just start la- like they start laying into each other again. So they had tried to set this conflict aside, and they were they were unable to do so. And now that they have transformed into the Car Rangers, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna actually fight with swords." This this is a thing that I don't think has ever happened. Okay, this specific thing has obviously never happened in real life, but this kind of thing where like two people who are on the same team who like kind of bump into each other in the middle of the fight and then immediately get mad at each other enough to start fighting each other instead of the enemy. I feel like it has only ever happened in all of pro wrestling and in this episode of Sentai. Like, it is just a thing that I don't think I've ever seen in a different form of, like, storytelling. And it is always very weird to me. Uh, but it is what happens, and they start fighting each other. I know, uh, it, it happens in, like, comic books. I, I mean, I guess. Um, it just seems a lot less common in other uh, medium. But they start fighting each other, and Kyosuke runs over. He's like, hey, um, we're kind of in the middle of something right now. And if you can... Yeah, like, uh, ladies, I get it, but... 
like all all of the Bozark are laughing at us because we cannot keep ourselves together. And it cuts away to like all of the Wumpers and Kukukutan and Zomoda. And they're all just like sitting there, like literally sitting there watching these two fight and like cracking up laughing. Which I mean, sure. I, I mean I would. If I was in a fight with someone and they started fighting each other for seemingly no reason. Yeah. No, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> um, so while they're in the middle of, like, while the Rangers are in the middle of this fight, Keyshawn's like, oh, actually, I do have a thing I'm trying to do. And so he just runs away because he's still trying to find this necklace, which credit credit where it's due, Kukukutan. Dude, uh, he's on mission. So they see him running away. And they're like, oh, geez, this is, okay, no, 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 well, get, get this together, guys. They deploy Giga Formula. They, they get their stuff. They don't even bother with the weapons. They immediately de- deploy Formula Nova. They do the blast. And QQQTON is fast enough to just dodge. Like, yeah. he just, like, bends over backwards and Matrix dodges out of the way of this blast. Uh, and <laughs> the Rangers are completely not blessed. They have no idea how to handle this. QQQ tons is like, oh, this is this is actually kind of bad. Like I dodged it, but this is still kind of bad. And then he flashes back, and we find out the package that Inventor Gronch gave him is Emo Yokan from Emocho. Is that the name of the shop, right? Emocho. I think so. It's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. It's that good, I good, good broken idea. Yeah. <laughs> that it's not just Emo Yokan. It seems to be Emo Yokan from this one specific shop, which means once a week, this horrifying alien <laughs> monster like rolls up and is like, I will need one order of Emo Yokan, please. And the shop proprietor, do you, like he doesn't call, well, I guess these aren't public rangers, so you can't like call the rangers on the same way that you could if they were the O-Rangers. I don't know. Maybe so I maybe Inventor just... Grotch. Maybe the thing that Inventor Grotch actually invents is a series of like increasingly high quality disguises to fool this man. Uh, <laughs> maybe. So uh, so, anyways, it is. He eats the emo yokan. He then becomes a giant, and they're like, "Oh, geez, all right, this oh, is no. bad. We got to get our giant rope. He's a giant. We got to get a giant robot." So so they summon RV Robo, and what's great is that. The 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 merging, like the fusion shot that they have put together to show the robot coming together is out in a quarry because it requires like a very high stone cliff for Red Racer Machine to launch off of mm-hmm. and then land. And so I really like the idea that they summon the, the racers and then they have to go out to the quarry, do the fusion, and then head back. Yeah, and it's... Like, the, the sequence that they put together is just, like, it is literally the footage from the previous episode. Like Yeah, no, it's it's a really cool thing. Yeah, like, and it like, looks really neat. It's a great transformation sequence. I like it a lot. I am excited that we will probably be seeing a lot of this. Yeah, so while they're doing, now they're doing this, QQQTan is just, he's just, like, rolling around town looking for this necklace, which is, it does seem like it would be a lot harder to find a human-sized necklace if you were like 150 feet tall. Yeah. Although conveniently, as it turns out, he's not actually looking for a human-sized necklace, but he's just like sh- like reaching through windows into buildings and like grabbing stuff at random. Just he's just making yeah. a mess. Yes, cuz he has no idea what he's actually looking for. 
and uh, like he falls on a building. This is one thing I do dig about the giant monsters is they. I I feel like they are very uh, they're paying a lot of attention to the idea that like it's very disorienting. <laughs> To go from human size to like 150 feet tall. Right. These guys have never been giant before. So like right. they're kind of tripping over themselves. And so they're like crashing into buildings and like sitting down on houses and stuff. Um, so so in, in RV Robo, the car rangers are sort of running after him. And they're having a conversation like, man, he's looking for this necklace. Yoko says, man, I don't know why the Bozoak want a necklace. Like... Wearing a pretty necklace is no good unless you put it on somebody cute like me. Uh, and Natsumi is not going to let this opportunity pass her by. She desperately needs to dunk on Natsumi. Yeah. Uh, on Yoko, rather. Like, yeah, and she says, like, well, hey, uh, what is it like? Have you ever heard of the phrase, like, casting your pearls before swine? <laughs> yeah, which I do not think is exactly what that means. But I, I think what she is trying to get at is, like, we are talking about a necklace made out of pearls, and you look like a pig. Yeah. Um, and then they start bickering again, and uh, Yoko says, Yeah, well, for you, it would be like casting radishes before a hippopotamus, which is not even a thing, but they get into it anyway. And, like, you can see RV Robo. Like, the yellow ranger, like, has, like, controls the left leg, and the pink ranger controls the right arm. And so, like, those two pieces of RV Robo are just, like, flailing around wildly as those two are having a fight. Which is bad, of course, because Kukukutan is still there. Yeah, he is still there, and he is still definitely, like, attacking, attacking them. Yeah, he does a thing where he uses the magnifying glass on the end of his magnifying glass staff to, like, focus the heat of the sun to zap them with a heat beam. And that's yeah, very good. Um, that is pretty cool. So the ladies are still fighting. And then the men, uh, again, make the worst possible decision. And they just turn around and they're like, hey, you're both wrong. We need to focus on this giant monster. And the <laughs> you go nuts me. just like, hmm. And they just both leave. Yeah, they just stand up and walk out of the cockpit. (laughs) But the unfortunate thing is that RV Robo is not one of those giant robots that has, like, one control panel. It has five control panels. And so if two of the people are gone, it becomes very difficult to control it all. Yeah, so uh, RV Robo is not coordinated. Things are very bad. We go down to the ladies... They are not only, like, they haven't just walked, they've left. They're gone. They are down by the waterside at the same location where this fight started. Untransformed. They are just chilling out in their civvies, standing at the water's edge, sort of looking out of the water and then periodically stealing, like, angry glances at each other. The guys still are, are being in, murdered. Yeah, the, their friends are dying. And Red turns to uh, to the other two guys. He's like, listen, you guys are just going to have to hold down the fort for a minute. I'm going to try and go deal with this. So Red, he leaves. And the so he gets down to the girls. And uh, like you can tell... And I think there's a little voiceover where they're like, they're thinking to themselves, like, I would like to make up, like, I'd rather be friends, but 
but like I can't. How dare she say? And we do see QQQ Town destroying the city. Oh, like in the background, and not only destroying the city in like a regular way. There is like this is. Like, some extra sauce being thrown on the destroy the city scene, right? Like, there is a lot of fire. Things are going so bad right now. Yeah, so Kyosuke shows up, and he's like, ladies, you are both rangers. Like, you need he's to also listen in to cities, me. by the way. I'm in charge and smart. He's <laughs> like, you are both rangers. You need to deal with this. Like, this is very bad. Uh, like, kind of get it together. And listen... Kyosuke isn't wrong, right? Like, right. they do need to get it together, and the city is in danger, and they do need them. But he is not going about this in the right way. And so the girls, like, this is the catalyst they needed. Like, their shared annoyance with Kyosuke at telling them what to do is really just, that's what they needed to get them over the hump of reconciliation. They turn to him, say, don't patronize us, and then they both punch him in the face. They then apologize to each other, henshin, and, like, get ready to save the day. They, turn, they look down at Kyosuke. Who is still just, like, on the ground in, like, a weird cartoonish pose with two black eyes. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Kyosuke, uh, the city's being destroyed. Stop sleeping. Like, time to get it in gear. It's 2019, dude. So, yeah. So, we go back. Uh, RV Robo is in a bad way. Because, again, he's only being two-fifths piloted. Right. Uh, he is about to At be destroyed. And I And I yeah. think at this point, like, oh, this is when they're going to come back and win. Actually, what happens is, is that at this moment, the sun has now gone down. And QQQtan looks up and sees in the water a bridge, like a big suspension bridge, that now that it's nighttime is all it's, lit up. And, yeah. Which and kind of like, looks, oh. you know, like the the way that the sort of cables hang on the suspension bridge, which are all look, lit up, he's like, oh, this is the necklace that she was looking for. Yeah. So he is both their best finder uh, and a moron. Yeah. But he runs over. But like... He's not wrong. That is what she said to go look for. Right? So, um, I mean, I guess, except he does know he's looking for a necklace. Yeah. But anyway, so he, he runs over, and uh, this is when the other rangers arrive. So the other rangers arrive. Now, RV Robo is back to full strength. Kukukutan uh, is attempting to uh, lift this whole bridge. Yeah, he just walks into Which the he, water and starts trying to pull up on one of the supports of the bridge. Yeah, so he he can't do that, obviously. Uh, and then he gets punched real, real hard. Like, just, <laughs> just like, sucker punched. Like, they don't even say, like, Kukukutan, fight us. He's just trying to lift this bridge, and they just punch him in the back of the head. <laughs> um, and then they pull on, um, oh, they've got a shield now, which is cool, radial shield. It's just, like, a big wheel, which mm-hmm. I think is real neat. And uh, <clears throat> and then from there the fight is and, yeah it's it's pretty short yeah the, the fight from there is, is pretty much over they like break his giant uh, magnifying glass staff they use the RV sword uh, you know this is, like so Kukukutan dies hooray uh, we go from there to the moon not the moon Barbarian where President Gynamo is pouring drinks for Zanat. And Grotch and Zelmoda are looking at this, and they're like, man, QQQ-Tan is, um, 
Like he's dead. Yeah, I I, like, I, I wrote down right? the conversation. Grotch turns to Zelmoda. He's like, "Why did Kukukutan have to die?" And Zelmoda's like, "Man, it won't help for us to dwell on it." And Grotch says, "You're right. Let's just get a drink." Yeah. So I it's, think it's, they it's, are very much concerned at like the direction that the the reckless driving tribe is going. They're like, "This is all a bad plan." Like, this is a very bad idea, and we're only doing this so that President Gynamo can, like, maybe get lucky with this, like, dudes are, like, it was fine before when we were just, like, rolling over, like, wimpy planets, but, but like, stuff is but, like, bad. dudes are dying. And what's, this is bad. What's really weird about this is that, like, this is the sort of thing that you feel like they should talk about in all of the series, but since Car Ranger is, like, like a sort of self parody, I feel like this is them sort of like hanging a lampshade on something that like is obvious in other seasons, but is not really commented on. They're like, oh no, now we're gonna actually like point it out and like make a thing of like you know sort of like a joke about it, right? But, because we know it's absurd, right? So like they're pointing out the absurdity of the episode, but in a way that is really dark, and I don't know if they intended it to be. Uh, <laughs> this is the thing. Because, like, yeah, I teach theater, and uh, this is the thing I'll talk with kids about, and they're like, that's, why would the characters do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, like, this plot point is ridiculous. Like, why did they put that in? It's like, well, because if they didn't, the play would be over. Right. Like, <laughs> you need things to happen. Nobody wants to watch a play about you sitting at home and eating Cheerios. Right. Um. So we go down from there. And the girls are just, they are having some ice cream, and they're looking out and enjoying the beautiful lights of this necklace bridge. And they say, hey. They call it, by the way, they call it the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, yeah. Which I assume is, like, the name of a bridge in Tokyo. Um, I, I did not Google it, but that is what I'm assuming. Yeah. So... They uh they're like oh someday like when we have boyfriends we'll we'll bring them here and like we'll enjoy it all together and then we see the guys are there and they're just sitting on a bench kind of in the background the guys are like I don't to each other they're like I don't think these ladies are ever gonna get boyfriends they're like way too scary like these people are terrifying and then they laugh and then I get the idea that maybe the girls look back at them laughing and then they immediately stop laughing and are just like serious again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then that's it. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Yes, Dave, but it's not it for our episode, because before we get out of here, we need to determine where QQQTON lands in the Creature Royale. Okay, so, um, he's okay. He's okay. He's got a cool look. Yeah. I dig his look. Is, it's real funky. Okay, um, is he your favorite of the Bozoak Monsters of the Week so far? He is not. He is not. I think my my favorite so far is still um Oh, oh, oh BB Dumpa? The Yeah, BB Dumpa. The Mozart of the, the Universe. Yeah. That he is still my favorite. Um but I do like Kuki Hutan. He's got a cool look. I like that he dodges their their super blast. That's kind of a thing that we haven't seen before in a previous season. Just a monster who's fast enough to get out of the way. Uh, no, we have actually. Um, Poison Gas Rat and Jetman. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like he was so. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Wait, was it wasn't Poison Is Gas it? Rat? It was the adhesive cockroach. Yes. Yeah. 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 
because um, he's got like bug bug reflexes. So no, I don't like him as much as BB Donpa. Uh, BB Donpa comes in at spot number fifty nine. So where is Adhesive Cockroach on this list? Because I definitely liked um, QQQtan more than I liked Adhesive Cockroach. So Adhesive Cockroach is slot one thirty, which is actually fairly low on the list. Okay, yeah, no, I, I like him a good deal more than that. I think. Uh, yeah, no, 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 that is, yeah, that was um, Adhesive Cockroach. Okay, well, Matt, let me ask you this. So last week's monster was R.R. Ree, uh, who made people go crazy with, like, a, an attitude stamp hammer. That was, like, three weeks ago, but yeah. Three weeks, okay, sorry, three weeks ago. What do you think? R.R. Ree? Man, Better okay. or worse? I, probably worse than R.R. Ree, right? Because, like, Kukukutan, he didn't have, like, a weird superpower that they could, like, gimmick an episode around the, the, the way that they did with R.R. Ree. Like, R.R. Ree turned all of the Car Rangers bosses' yeah, okay. furniture so alive. Uh, well... And that was wild. Yeah, okay, so, well, if we go down from there, um, we start getting a, like, Poison Gas Rat, Diamond Dimension, who made Akko go crazy, and uh, remember... Yeah, Diamond Dimension was very good. Diamond Dimension's real good. And then we're down into, like, Mujin and the Manga Artist, who was weird, but also, like, pretty wild and cool. Um, Majin Robo Veronica wasn't that interesting, but he was important to the series. Yeah, so, um, Faucet Dimension? I like him better than Faucet Dimension. You do like him better than Faucet Dimension? I think so. I would say, no. I would say below Faucet Dimension, but I do like him better than Barra Printer, and I like him better than, than Leech Drill, definitely. Okay. So I would say below below Faucet Dimension, but above Barra Printer in the new spot 107. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Well, there he is. Good for you, QQQTON. Yeah, man, sometimes I look at this list, and I do not know how things ended up on this list where they did. Yeah, I do kind of want to go back. Maybe we'll do a special sometime and maybe, like, reorder these a little bit. But um, That seems like a lot of work for a very little like reward. A uh, anyways, that is going to do it for us, Matt. Yeah, that's going to do it for another episode of License to Car Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at Super Sentai Bros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you find the show. Uh, the Retrograde Orbit Radio is the... Pro- now, let me say that over. I re... I did not say those words in the right order. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Uh, to check out any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.